On this episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast, we talk with our good friend Norm Dial about the lessons we've learned from our kids. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Andy? Joel. Hi, we're back. Oh, we are back. We are back. The sun is shining. It's uh, We're recording a little bit earlier uh, in the evening. That is a, a new thing for us. Normally, we record it at 8.30. We're on at like 6 now. Yeah. Which means I'm bringing extra energy, Andy. I'm not bringing the 8 o'clock energy. I'm bringing the 6 o'clock energy. You have half a cup of coffee instead of a full cup? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> hold on to your seat. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dudes and Dads podcast. Glad, glad, glad and you, grateful that you. Yeah, that we're here together. All, yes. all, I'm, all three of us. I'm gladful. Yes, we've got a great. Uh, we got to introduce our guest here. They'll be coming up in just a minute. But Andy, let's uh, real quick. Anything exciting going on in your life right now that you want to you want to tell us about? I just did a whirlwind tour mm. across the state of Ohio and Pennsylvania mm-hmm. for work. Yeah, and I'm back and. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you were cramming a lot of work into a little amount of time. Uh, what's the latest you had to stay up there on that? Uh, on that mm, ten o'clock or so. It wasn't terrible. Well, not terrible. Eleven thirty. Okay. Well, you, so. you kicked some late nights as far as work is concerned. We did. Usually we did. you're not working that late. No, I do. Don't usually work until eleven. O'clock. We've at our age we've made it a real habit to not be working that late. Of course, right. usually I'm sleeping at that time. Yeah, yeah. Which would be the right? Which would be the good call? Uh, yes. Uh, and what have I been up to? Thanks for asking, Andy. Hey, Joel, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What have you been up to? I, I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, great yeah. friend I am. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, what have I been up to? Uh, well, you know, uh, just kid, a lot of the kid stuff, Andy, and, uh, little, you know, some, some baseball games. Uh, Jackie is, uh, she's fixing to, uh, leave me, uh, for the great state of Texas. Um, this week for a few days. Well, that'll be hot. It's going to be so hot, so hot down there. And, uh, so when she does that, uh, I'm calling in reinforcements also known as, uh, grandma and grandpa, the, the grandmas, the grandparents. That's a good uh, call. We've got some camps and things to go to. And unfortunately I can't clone myself. So we're <laughs> gonna, we're gonna need some help, but we are looking forward. The summer is off and rolling. We're out of school. Uh, we're doing the, we're doing a few of the things, doing some camps. Sweet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to a lovely a lovely June. So um, now everybody's caught up. Uh, Andy, we've got our guest. We do, but before we talk about our guest, let's talk let's talk about this little, but not little, this uh, significant endeavor uh, that uh, that you've uh, you've under undertooken, undertaken, so, undertaken. So this episode is brought to you by my other podcast, uh, the Podcast Answers Podcast, which is mm-hmm. where I help people start. And grow their podcast, mm-hmm. answering any podcast questions. I'm available for one-on-one consulting, mm-hmm. and would love to help you start your podcast. So, if you would like to do mm-hmm. that, podcastanswers.com. If you want your voice to sound as velvety as this one does, <laughs> give Andy a jingle; he'll set you up right. <laughs> All right. Well, Joel, uh, we want to welcome Norm to the show. Norm, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, Norm Dial. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, hey uh, guys. Uh, N- Norm and I go, we go uh, way back. I don't know how far back, but uh, Norm is, uh, he's an upstanding fellow. He's the kind of person we want on this show because uh, he, he's going to make Andy and I look like we're basically just barely getting through life. 
because uh, Norm Dial is an upstanding. Uh, he's a dude. He's a dad. He's all the things, and he does a great job. Norm and I don't go back, back very far, but I do work with his mom. I discovered this interesting after Ooh. I was talking to you. So yes, <laughs> so good. So your yeah. mom, your mom works out this way, Norm. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, she does, and uh, she's good people too. So well, that would make sense. Um, I mean, it's probably yeah, it's in the uh, DNA, clearly, obviously. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Norm, we were I, just before the show started. I asked Norm because I had lost track of time. Norm, uh, Norm is a pastor. He's he's also a youth worker, which makes him a super special guy in right. my in my book. Uh, and uh, which you know, he's he, the gray is setting in. And quite honestly, Norm, I'm surprised it took this long. So congratulations, <laughs> uh, <laughs> congratulations on that. Uh, so Norm, tell us uh, as we always like to dive into the dad stats, as we like to say, tell us a little bit about you about your family, your kiddos, your wife, what you do, um, and uh, any other special information that you know, might endear our listeners to us, endear our listeners to you, to you. even more. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, I, I grew up in Elkhart, actually, um, and uh, pretty, pretty uh, normal life, I guess, uh, middle America. Um, and, uh, ended up meeting my wife, Tara at, um, youth group, which I guess is why I wanted to be a youth pastor, uh, (laughs) you know, help, uh, kids find their future. And, uh, uh, that's not it at all. (laughs) I do not endorse. Norm, do you have, I need to ask you the question because Jackie and I, my wife now, we started, uh, we started dating in high school. I wonder if you ever have the conversations with your youth about like, hey, you're probably not going to find that forever person in in high school or in youth group. And then they throw it back at you like, well, you you did. And and then you say I always say like, well, I'm the exception that proves the rule. So uh, don't take my uh, don't take my advice, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But um, does anybody ever give you a hard time? Do you ever have that conversation with with the kids? Yeah, we're just mostly hush hush about that. It's like that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. See, we were honest, and that's why we suffered. Norm just he's wise and just keeps that keeps that on the download. Although it is now out on the podcast, so hopefully none of your kids listen to this. Okay, keep going, Norm. Tell us more. All right. Yeah. So uh, moved to Coons Lake um, 16 years ago to become the youth pastor here at Coons Lake Missionary Church, and I've been here ever since um, uh, doing uh student work still but but um worship leading as well and uh doing a lot of i guess associate pastor kind of duties and um and we we love it here this is a place that uh has been home for us and um yeah we're just super excited to uh, raise our kids here two two kids brayden and landon uh both of them are dudes and mm-hmm. um so so yes uh we um uh, we are mostly excited uh, to see um, where, where God's leading us next. But sometimes I think, uh, you know, we can think of next too much. And so living in the current reality is uh, where I'm trying to keep my head, um, you know, 11 and nine years old. And the first 11 and nine years went so fast for my kids. And so uh, trying to live present every single day mm. here in uh, Coons Lake. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So you and Tara have been married have you, how long have you guys been married yeah 17 years so the whole six so you started so as as one does starting a vocational ministry and, and married marriage together at the same time yeah. i mean wow look yeah. look at you shine that's that's great yeah i uh, yeah it hasn't been trying in the the least absolutely uh, not zero yeah, zero yeah 
I, uh, a little, little known fact, I decided to get uh, fired from a church internship just before I got married. So a different, a different career path between Norm uh, and I, but you know, again, but, it all but similar, it's similar. <laughs> fired and married <laughs> yes, at the same right. time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's <laughs> nice. Life's a little twist and yeah. turns. Um, yeah. so yeah. So Norm, this is, uh, when we were talking about this show, I, you know, Andy and I were talking about this idea of, um, kind of the general theme. And I think it'll wind through our conversation here. Uh, the general theme of, you know, things that we've learned from our kids. I, I, and Norm, I feel like you from a, some conversations that we've had and, and please feel like you don't have to remember every conversation that we've had. But I, when I, in my mind, some, from some of the conversations we've had in the past, what has always struck me about you and, 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 and likely Tara, I guess if she were here to share this too, is that I feel like you, uh, in your, uh, your dude and your dad responsibilities, uh, in life, um, that you've always been a lear- like a learner, but like that you learn from your kids. Like you've always like things that it feels like you've seen, you know, even how, how God has used your children to grow you, build you, teach you things, uh, along, along the way. And that's something that Andy and I, like, we're always trying to remain I think present and open and aware of like, it's not just a me, the parent to my, to my kid, like, Hey, here's a list of things you need to, <laughs> you know, you need to know and learn and all of this, but, right. but rather something that they're teaching us. To. Yeah. That they're like actually shape. Like yeah. our kids are shaping us to a certain degree and not in a, I don't, you know, and I think that can be entirely healthy. It's not that I'm, uh, you know, asking Aaron at night, like for a life, a life, life advice <laughs> often, um, my eldest son, but, um, so that's kind of that's kind of where our our general theme is is like uh, having a conversation around the learnings, the things that you've been learning on this this dude and dad journey of yours. Um, so I guess first, you know, I started I did some big swing questions here, Andy, as you saw on the show notes here, because it's like you know not every guest is ready for the deep uh, philosophical right, deep dive right away, right away. But like I don't I didn't I didn't hold back with Norm because it's just I I knew he was here for for the time so. Um, one of the first questions that came to my mind is that when you think about your journey as a dude, what kind of life did you hope for? So this is the early, this is the early days, the twenties, college days, all of that, like hopes, dreams, goals. What did you like? What, what do you, where did you start off in that, in that time of that kind of formational time of life, uh, when you were thinking about the future? Yeah, actually, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to my uh, teenage years yes, just a little even, bit. Even better. Even better. And, and actually, even before that, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a missionary and an NBA star at <laughs> wow. the same time. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I did not possess the physical nor the natural talent for basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> or I didn't have the grit and determination, uh, you know, to make sure to will my way into the NBA. <laughs> so I was stuck, uh, I guess, with the missionary work. And honestly, I didn't know what that meant. Um, when I got in high school, I wanted to uh, own a car dealership with my dad. He was a car salesman mm. and uh, the guys that owned the the dealership that he worked at, um, you know, they were wealthy. They owned part of an Island in the uh, Caribbean. You know, they, they had all, everything you could want, um, you know, as far as possession goes. And, um, and so I just kind of had that dream, like, Hey, we're just going to own a car, car dealership and become rich and wealthy. And um, I was eating, uh, you know, as all good conversations come from, eating a meal uh, at McDonald's as a sophomore in high school. Um, and I was eating with one of my good friends and he said, Hey, have you ever thought about ministry? 
And honestly, I never had before that moment. I never thought about going into ministry. And there was an instant affirmation in my soul. Mm. Like when he said that there was like, like something just kind of leaped inside of me and said, oh, that's exactly what God is calling me to. And it changed the trajectory of my entire life. Um, And so from that point on, you know, going into my late teen years, early 20s, I just wanted something stable, steady, uh, you you know, a wife, 2.3 kids, white picket fence, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just kind of the American dream. And um, and other than that, I didn't have too many hopes and aspirations when I was young. My hopes were become uh, famous and then rich. And then I just wanted to live kind of a normal life. And that's sort of what we've built and kind of what we do here is uh, try to live as normal, I guess, as possible. Yeah. um, While having the call of God on our life to uh, do some extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and I think, you know, when we. I don't know. I think all of us to some degree reflect about um, on, on what our, what we thought life would be like when we were younger. Right. And, and, and usually that's not the case. It's not the, it's not the like case. That. And sometimes you really have to have a good laugh with yourself about, you know, cause it's like, right. You, you realize how little of an understanding you had about what it was going to take to even get mm-hmm. to even a fraction of what you were, you know, of what you were uh, aspiring to be. Um, so, Moving from that, like once, as it is for so many of us, getting married and becoming a father uh, shifts those goals often in a pretty, <laughs> pretty significant, significant way. So what what shifts what shifts occurred for you um, as you were like really you know really starting to get into the the uh, the adulting phase of life? <laughs> yeah, uh, really, what shifted for me was sort of my pers- perspective on what normal and steady means Mm -hmm. because when I was younger, I thought normal and steady was just kind of easy. Um, you know, like I was just going to do this thing and it was just going to kind of come easy. You know, I, I watched my parents when I was young and and I just thought that things kind of came easy to them. Uh, you know, and, and, and if there was something that I, that I saw as maybe a, a mistake or a shortcoming on their part, um, you know, it was really easy to become, uh, I don't know, I guess judgmental about those things. And so becoming a husband and then a father, um, it's really shifted my pers- perspective into what I thought was normal and steady, uh, is not so easy. Um, at least not as easy as I would have liked it to be. Um, you know, there have been a lot of challenges along the way. There have been a lot of, um, you know, days and seasons and months where, um, I think it was Adam Grant that uh, coined the phrase or he didn't coin the phrase, but he talks about languishing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that sometimes in life we just kind of are, are, are languishing a little bit, but honestly, it's just so much more rewarding uh, now to be a dad, to live the steady life, though, not easy. Um, you know, waking up, making the kids breakfast, you know, stuff like that is so much better than, than what I thought it was going to be. Mm. And yet, it's challenging at the same time. You know, we, I get, uh, as, uh, as Andy and I both know, so I'm, I'm approaching 40. Andy has, <laughs> I'm well past, uh, he's past, he's past the dollar, the, that mark. <laughs> uh, but you know, we talk about the quarter life, the quarter life crisis thing, norm where, or excuse me, you know, midlife crisis thing. Um, and oftentimes it, there's probably that, I think that languishing component to it. 
Um, and, and it's often de- depicted as kind of a boredom that sets in with, with normalcy, with, with the routine. Like you just kind of wake up one day and you're like, what, what am where, I, yeah, where, where am I at? What am I doing? <laughs> what is my life? Yeah. What is my life amounted to? And, and in part of that, um, if I could say maybe in the negative term is, is a, there's kind of a, there could be a contentment issue mm-hmm. there. Um, when, when you think about. When, when you think about life right now, and we're going to, as the, with the next couple of questions that I ask about your kids specifically, I think this is, this can tie in. Um, what has contentment looked like? Like, how, how do you feel, like, how do you feel like you have fostered that within, within life, within, within your marriage, within, um, uh, you know, going from the aspirations of NBA, uh, NBA, uh, missionary, NBA missionary, missionary yeah. uh, sales, uh, uh, dealer, car dealer, uh, megastar. Um, what, what would you identify there for you personally? You know, I went through a season a couple of years ago when I was really searching for that, searching for contentment. And, um, yeah. You know, I, I I thought that um, to 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 be important was going to bring me contentment, and so I said yes to everything I could, mm-hmm. ministry wise. Um, I was leading uh, three different uh, committees or events, um, you know, on, on larger scales as well as what I was doing here at the church, and and nothing satisfied, um, you know, what I was searching for, and so I actually had to. Uh, um, get real with myself and, and, uh, say, man, I'm going to burn out if I just keep going with, at this pace. And, uh, so I, I sought professional, professional counseling. Um, and, uh, and there's one thing that really stuck out to me, uh, that my counselor talked about. He talked about the difference between, um, responsibility and concern, mm. that there are certain God given responsibilities that we have. And then there are things that we can be concerned about, but they aren't necessarily our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so as we started looking through um, the responsibility that God has given me, really most of that is, is God's call on my life. What, is, what has God called me to be? And he's called me to be a husband and he's called me to be a father. And almost everything else in my life is simply a concern that I have, but I don't need to take all of that on as responsibility. And so I, as I've began to say no to other things in life that that I thought were going to bring me contentment and I learned quickly that they didn't. Um, and, and I started to relieve myself of some of those duties. Um, you know, I, I found more uh, joy in just the simple things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the everyday um, things. And it's not perfect. I'm still learning this lesson. Uh, but, um, yeah, I would say that that's really, uh, been helpful for me in the last couple of years. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Creating space for joy. Um, there's, uh, yeah, there's something very, very powerful to that. And, uh, well, well, and just recognizing that you need to do that too, before you burn out. I yeah. think that's important because yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're, they need to carve out that space for joy and then they burn out and then it's really hard to to come back from that. Yeah. And, and, and for those yeah. of us that are highly like, cause Norm's got the pastor's heart, like the highly conscientious, like just concern for all things, you know, so many things, so many things can cause concern and can draw us in. And like, how can I, you know, how, you know, how can I help? It's the, uh, I was one of watching a recent episode of, uh, of Ted Lasso. And the joke was that Ted, like Ted, like Ted, the character of Ted Lasso is this very, like, he's just concerned about everybody. Right. And the problem is, is that he, uh, 
he lacks, you know, personal concern for himself. Sure. And that's what is coming through the, the show. And Ted's mom goes, yeah, he was, he was born. And the first thing he did was look at the doctor and said, Hey, can I get you anything? <laughs> and that's you know, and, and like, yeah, I, I, uh, some of us identify, uh, with that very, very closely. Norm, here's, here's this is the, this is the good stuff here too. Uh, because obviously you've, you've talked about um, your family and we've kind of introduced them, but I would love it if you could tell us about your boys. Yeah. Um, well, we were blessed with Braden 11 years ago. Um, and uh, honestly, it was um, uh, he, all like so much joy has come out of being a father, but then also, there's been a lot of pain associated with fatherhood, and um, and so a lot of it was around uh, Braden um, when he was one. We found out that uh, he has cerebral palsy, mm. and um, I totally didn't expect it. You know, we were getting sort of a scan done on his brain because he was having trouble with his eyes, just tracking things, and so they wanted to make sure there was no tumor or anything on his brain uh, pushing against an optical nerve. And what they found was that he had a stroke in utero um, mm-hmm. at some point, probably within the last uh, week of pregnancy. And um, and so uh, uh, there's been um, so many uh, questions and and so much need that he has that comes with his disability. Um, it really affects his gross motor skills the most. I mean, there's a developmental delay with uh, everything. Um, but just the most basic things in life, um, you know, getting dressed in the morning, going to the bathroom, even, uh, some like feeding, you know, eating routines and stuff like that we have to help him with. And, um, and, and, you know, he's very frustrated with his condition Mm -hmm. and, you know, he'll ask questions sometimes about it. Um, he is wheelchair bound. And so. Um, you know, and that frustration comes out often because he just doesn't know what to do with his body and mm-hmm. his mind and it's just not working. Uh, but you know, I've learned through, through Braden, um, how to persevere when things are difficult because he has no other option. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just has to push through it. And, and so it's been just an amazing, um, lesson as I've watched, you know, things in my life have kind of come easy to me until Braden and nothing comes easy him um you know on another note um because he is wheelchair bound it means that um he requires more assistance with um you know mobility kind of things and so we uh we're in the process of getting a van converted and so we had to buy a new van the yeah. conversion itself is more money than we thought that that then we would spend on a, a vehicle for our mm-hmm. family and yeah. and uh getting our um detached garage kind of converted so that um, he can have uh, indoor access to transfer from um, the van into the home. And so we had a lot of needs come up and and we're not the type to, um, you know, ask, ask for anything. But our church learned of our needs, our deacons learned of our needs. And they just put a note out that said, hey, if you guys would be willing to help. And, um, you, you know, so sort of a, a side thing that I've learned from through Braden, uh, really through his condition, is that there are so many people that are, that if they understand if if they know of a need and there's a clear call for for something that can be done, people are just so generous, mm-hmm. and uh, I am just floored and brought to tears often of how generous, um, you know, notes, prayers, uh, financial assistance. I mean, it's just 
amazing to me how much people are willing to um, to meet our needs uh, when honestly on our great pastor salary, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do it on our own. Yeah. So we're thankful and blessed by our community and all that's through, uh, through Braden. And mm-hmm. so we see the blessing in, in that. So obviously, you know, here it is that you have, uh, you have Braden and, you know, for some families, I mean, it would, it would seem like, man, the, the, uh, the responsibility and the the task of raising a a child with that, with that disability would be like, Hey, that's going to max kind of max us out. Uh, but then, but then you had, you had another son and, uh, and and so it's like, Hey, choose a party. Uh, (laughs) so what, uh, what has it, well, I mean, first tell us about, tell us about Landon. I'd love to know what he's, what he's into and what he, what he likes. And, And I should say, if if you get to know Norm or if you friend him on Facebook, you're going to see a lot of pictures of the boys, and you're going to see that um, you know they look like uh, pretty doggone well adorable children, but uh, pretty happy kids too. Uh, what's what has um, Landon's story been like, and and what is and what is it like too? And I think for many of our we we have um, we have listeners on here that have you know, have children with disabilities and the, what the family dynamic looks like out of that too, as far mm-hmm. as siblings and all of that. I'd, I'd love just to hear kind of what that has looked like for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Landon early, early on, we thought Landon was more like Tara and he does possess a lot of Tara's uh, qualities and traits. Um, but what we've discovered is that he, he picked up all of my bad habits <laughs> and my bad tendencies. Perfect. <laughs> for instance, I'm, yeah, I'm perfectly comfortable living, uh, you know, in a minor chaos disaster kind of situation. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see messes the way that my wife sees mm-hmm. them. She can out of mess and land in like a tornado could hit his room and he wouldn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, he, he likes all the things that, that boys like he likes gaming. Um, we started a YouTube channel together. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, we, we, we dropped it for a little bit as some responsibilities were picking up in our lives, but um, he just got Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh, and nice. uh, so we just recorded our first two episodes and we're going to be putting those out soon. And um, and yeah, he's he's just a bundle of joy and energy and brains. And yeah, uh, and we will uh, we'll definitely be sharing the link to that in our show notes because <laughs> yeah. you guys should uh, you guys should check that out. I I feel like. I would do something. I maybe I would try to do something like that, but like I just know that my kids could severely school me in any game right. whatsoever. Same here. Like I'm just so far behind anything that they would. <laughs> Joel, that means you're old. That's what it means. You're yeah. right. Yeah, okay. that, that's right. That's right. So what what has it been like? Is the because I think this is an interesting dynamic where the young the younger brother um, is. But what is the dynamic between between the two brothers? Sure. Like, how is that? How is that played out? What have what have what have they had to learn to to work together? I know what my kids are are like. You know, you, your two boys are are close are reasonably close in age, just like my two eldest are. And I I also know the uh, uh, how shall we say the various frictions that are also mm-hmm. uh, you know also accompany uh, brothers like that at that age. What what does it look like for them as they've uh, kind of been growing up here? Yeah, they they still fight like any other brother would. <laughs> um, they like to annoy one another, pick on one another. Um, uh, but but there is just such a great joy in in watching 
um, especially Landon, you know, being a younger brother, um, uh, you know, usually it's the older brother that is kind of watching out for the younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there are times when Landon is at his best that he really does kind of watch out for Braden and, mm-hmm. and looks out for his needs. And, um, but well, one of the most difficult things that I, at least I, if I, I'll speak for myself is, you know, Landon is a kid with needs like any other normal mm-hmm. kid. Um, you know, needs for a relationship with his parents, need needs for care and for time spent with. And he's a super independent kid. Um, he's really smart. He can do it all on his own. And uh, and so one night I was putting Landon to bed and, and we we're going through a particularly, particularly tough season with Brayden. And um, and, you know, all, a lot of our energy and time was going into Brayden and his needs. And I just started a conversation with Landon about what it felt like. Um, you, you know that we had to spend so much time with Brayden, mm-hmm. and there is some sadness there. There is mm-hmm. some, um, uh, uh j- just a, a little bit like, you know, he's sad that that sometimes it means that we take time away from what normally uh, would be his time, and so that's something that we've been trying to be really intentional about is having time for both of our boys. And um, man, it's not easy mm-hmm. just because of the obvious and physical needs that Braden has. Um, yet it's something that, that we're trying to be, uh, uh, really cognizant of. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you and Tara, this, so something like this could definitely drive a wedge between people. Um, you know, when the kids with special needs, how, what have you guys learned about each other, your relationship with each other and, and how you guys parent? Yeah, it can be, can be so easy to lose one another. I think just in parenting in general, sure. um, you know, just take out the special needs. I think it can be really easy to be hyper-focused on your kids that you kind of lose one another. And I, I hear that story so many times and, and, you know, we've experienced that in seasons where we're just hyper-focused on what we're doing. Um, when I was in college, I had a marriage and family class. And one of the things that the professor taught in that class was, uh, you know, one of the best things that you can do for your kids is to have a really good relationship with your spouse. Mm. And, um, and so it's, it's, uh, you know, something that I'm trying to be conscious of, you know, is is on my best days. Um, you know, just really simple things. Like the first thing I do when I come home from work and, and the boys are there and Tara's there is I kind of, and sometimes I feel like a bad dad, but I kind of bypass them and go straight to Tara. Mm. And, um, you know, even though uh, you know, out of the five love languages, touch is probably her seventh or eighth mm-hmm. uh, love language. I Surpri- still surprise, you know, surprise. Still, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I still, you know, go give her a hug, give her a kiss, you know, show her that I'm happy to see her, um, you know, just trying to do some really simple things uh, to put our relationship, um, even as bad as it sounds above our kids, because that's the best gift we can give them is mm-hmm. is a strong marriage and a strong a partnership when it comes to parenting. Yeah, there's uh I really I mean the way you said that lose lose each other which seems uh seems it seems strange like you're in such close proximity to each other as as parents and living in the same home. Um it, it seems like it'd be like well the last thing that you would do is would be lose, losing each other but um <laughs> it it absolutely happens and there's there's so many conversations i know andy you've probably experienced it too where i just 
where you stop and you go, when is the last time that we sat down and number one had a conversation that wasn't about our children? <laughs> that, mm-hmm. let's, let's just try that. Um, and that wasn't reactive. Like it wasn't a reactive conversation of like, oh, this thing happened today and we got to adjust or we got to, you know, whatever. Or, um, and actually had, an, you know, it's easy to get busy in the yeah, life. Yeah. And just have yeah. like, like those investment, uh, those investment conversations. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, Norm that, you know, Tara, you, you know, she's got a full plate all day. She's, uh, she's got a lot of things that she's working through as well. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, for each and every one of us, she's been doing all of her stuff by her, you know, by herself, you've been doing your things and we, it's so easy at the end of the day. I know I'm, I'm numerous times guilty of it, mostly because the moment we get home, it's like, Hey, we're off to the next, you know, we're like, we're off mm-hmm. to the next thing. Sometimes, uh, it's just new. It's easy to not ground ourselves back kind of together to make that contact point, just like you were saying in the, in the midst of it. Um, and just to kind of keep, uh, being alone together, so to speak, um, at the end of the day. So that's, uh, those are, those are good words, important, important things to think about. Um, so Norm, as you, as you guys are on this journey and you're still like, you're still early uh, on the journey. I, I think about uh, some other families that I know who, have, who, who have, you know, between a special needs child and, and just knowing the age of your boys in general. I mean, you've, you're like, you know, not, you're not, you're not like super far in, <laughs> you know, like we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of parenting and a lot of things that are, that are left ahead. When you think about your, your dreams, uh, for your boys, for your kids, like what, what the future could hold for them. Um, what does that look like? What, how, how, what do those conversations look like? Do, do you and Tara, uh, I, I know it feels like sometimes we, my wife and I, we have these powwows about like, we'll observe, like kind of like scientists we will observe our kids doing the things that they do academically in sports, kind of in their relationships. And then we sit down and we go, Okay. Do we feel like there's a a trajectory here, good or bad, or whatever that we're noticing? And then do what are what are the interventions, if any? What are the encouragements? Um, but yeah, just uh, just what where you see the where you see the future. And obviously, we're we're not uh, we're not we don't want to get so invested in the future that that becomes our worry, and that we're like we're not living in the present, as you've said. But in terms of dreaming for the future of your kids, what uh, what does that look like? Yeah, I think, I mean, Tara would honestly have some really good answers for this because she is someone who who is always thinking about uh, the future and thinking about what's next. And um, and I'm someone who's just really, you know, content with um, living right now, sometimes for the Tara would tell you it's for the worst (laughs) sometimes. But um, uh, but really, um, you know, it's very different for both boys. Uh, you know, for Braden, we know that there's going to be a, a lifelong um, need there for for care for mm-hmm. him. And we hope to be there for him. Um, it, you know, it's something that, that as, as I think about, um, you know, my health and I'm about to enter 40 as well. I'm just about a year and a half from that. Um, and and I'm not content with where I am health wise. And it's like I've got to do some different things because I want to be healthy um, as mm-hmm. I take care of him. I want to be healthy mm-hmm. into you know, well into my advanced uh, stages of life as, as I consider how to take care of him. Um, and, and for Landon, 
you know, the sky is the limit for this kid. I mean, he is so bright. He was doing division in first grade. I taught him one time the concept of division and he was just doing it. Um, he's got like an engineering mindset. And, and so, uh, someday I hope he's taking care of us, honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pressure, son, but seriously, get your, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So no, honestly, you know, I, I just want to see him, uh, you know, begin, begin to dream as well for himself and, and, um, you know, begin to realize some of his own goals and, and learn how to make those goals. And, um, and so, yeah, whatever we can do to be there in the process, that's yeah. yeah. I, it, Norm. And I even wonder like, uh, for Braden, like, is there goal setting there for you guys? I mean, is that, is, what is, the, what does that look like? Cause I, I, that's obviously a very different process, but at the same time, um, I would imagine that there are, uh, milestones that you're looking, that you're looking to make. And there's some, you know, uh, uh, goals and mer- ver- maybe various categories. I, I just, I'm curious to, to hear from you and just what, how that works for you guys. Yeah. Oh man. That's, it's such a hard thing uh, because, um, you know, when he first got his diagnosis, we didn't know what that meant. Um, you know, he was one, uh, he was just starting um, to learn how to like sit up at that point. Mm. You know, he was, and he could walk for a while uh, before he was wheelchair bound. And, and now, um, you know, he, he can't even really take one step forward. And so if we look at the physical, you know, you know his physical body, there's so many things that feel like not, not progress, you know, the opposite of progress, like, like there's regression there. Mm. Um, and yet most of our goals around Braden are about surrounding him with, uh, people who love him, who, who he genuinely feels like care for him. Um, and, um, so we do have goals. He has an IEP at school. He, he does physical therapy, occupational therapy. And so we do set goals for what he can do physically, what, you know, what his mind is doing, um, you know, but really the goals. And, and I think it's probably good for both of our boys to have this goal is, is that, that, that they would feel something from us, feel something from growing up. Um, often w- the memories that, that we have, that we create aren't so much, you know, the physical things that you do, but how you felt, mm. um, during those things. And, and so for both of our boys, uh, you know, we just want them to, to go into adulthood feeling like they were cared for, mm-hmm. like, like we did everything we could. Um, you know, one of my hopes, one of my goals is that they wouldn't have to spend too much money in therapy, uh, <laughs> in their twenties <laughs> and thirties, um, from Amen. the mistakes that we made. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, really, w- one of our greatest goals of parenting, and, and I learned this from another pastor, is that when when our boys are grown, that they would desire to be near one another, that they would desire mm-hmm. to come back together with one another, that they would have that sort of relationship mm-hmm. with each other and with us. And um, and there's a lot of work to do there. Uh, but um, but honestly, that's the biggest goal that we have for them is that they love one another and love us. Uh, in in a way that that they desire to be together, it's not a chore to get together. That's beautiful. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there's just a really important. I I love what you said about a goal for surrounding your kids um, with a community. Uh, I I think that's we would all say yes and amen to that. But like 
really thinking about the intention, you know, the intention of right. that. We we have felt uh we have felt so fortunate and blessed in our in our lives because we've had, you know, Andy and Julie and we've had, you know, two other couples, Brian and Kim and Matt and Courtney, and there's the four of us four couples that for the past sixteen years have really raised our kids together, have had oh Lots of time together. Oh my lots gosh! Of, so. Lots of times, the major, like significant, significant loss, significant grief, mm-hmm. significant ups, ups and downs. But, but I, you know, I think to myself, it's like, boy, oh boy, though, my kids get to see a community like that, and then that kind of sets the like sets the bar for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Which, which, you know, I certainly hope that that uh, that the friends that they have in those in those couples, because when we get together now, there's a lot of kids, all 15 of them together, which is like, feels like we're, you know, it's, it's like a pot. It's like a Baptist potluck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh, but just as you said, Norm, like my hope would be that they would, that that community, that they would know that they are loved, that they are. And, and actually for us to be actually somewhat strategic mm-hmm. really about surrounding them with that, with that resource. Um, and that was just beautifully said. That was really, that's just a, a like, it's a simple yet very profound thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Andy, are we, are we to the, t- because Norm answered everything so beautifully and it's just been like this very like intense reflective thing. We also now have to do the fun, the fun oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Now it's time for dudes and dads pop quiz. Thank you, Aaron James. All right. All right. All right. So the pop quiz is anytime we just ask our guests random questions that have nothing to do with the topic and they can't prepare for it. You know, normally when we do this, topics joel we give them a little bit of rundown what we're going to do like on the topic wise yep. we don't do that for the pop quiz pop absolutely quiz, we not. just give them a random question that's so, correct uh with that uh i will go ahead and ask you what is your favorite gadget oh my favorite gadget Ooh, I'm, I'm not really a gadget guy um but uh one of the things that um that have it's not really a gadget but it's really intrigued me is you know we just did get a new van mm-hmm. and um it connects automatically with my phone i've never had oh. that i've never owned a vehicle past 2007 Ooh. and as soon as i get in and i push my profile like yep. it's all there it's beautiful <laughs> isn't it oh gosh yeah it's such a wonder and it starts to play whatever i was listening to on spotify last and it's just a great <laughs> thing which was definitely the dudes and dads podcast yes Okay, uh, here now, uh, this is a risk because in case uh, Tara ends up listening to this episode, this could go either way. In a zombie apocalypse, Norm, who dies first, you or Tara? Oh, me, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even a question. Okay, so so why do you think she has the, the upper hand on this? Uh, I don't know if you guys are Enneagram, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we're deep, yes, deep in. So I'm an. I'm an Enneagram nine. She's an Enneagram one. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. she's um, absolutely going to win. I get it. She, yeah, she's got, she's got all the exits marked even before, <laughs> like I even know where we're at. Um, she, yeah, she's got a plan. Like, she's got a plan for every possible scenario that could go wrong. She's probably got one for the zombie apocalypse. Okay. So we're looking so. for when you get home tonight, you yeah. need to ask her. Yeah. We want to see a what, plan. Yeah. What's Tara's zombie apocalypse <laughs> plan. All right. So, I see behind you that there's a bookshelf. Mm. What book belongs on everybody's bookshelf? Oh, there we go. Oh my goodness. What book belongs on yeah. everybody's bookshelf? You're not allowed, you're not allowed yeah. to say the Bible. We'll just take that. I'm not to say the Bible. Oh, that's a good one though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is. It, is. Oh, it, it is. It is, but it's obvious. So, <laughs> so I, 
Okay, here, can we do confession time for a second? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Sure. So we're here for. Um, I'm so I'm not much of a, a reader outside of like ministry books, and so it's hard to say a book that should be on everybody's bookshelf because I haven't read that many books outside of ministry books. <laughs> um, and you know, every single one I've tried to start, uh, I have not finished basically. Um, so, uh, but I am. Um, I am listening through, uh, for any leaders out there, I'm listening through, uh, Brene Brown. I listen to books more than I read them. Mm-hmm. Listen to some Brene Brown right now, dare to lead. Mm-hmm. And, um, that is just so, so challenging for me talking about vulnerability and leadership and stuff. And so, ding, ding, yeah, ding. so good. Bingo, bango. Okay. Yeah. Norm, uh, let's, uh, let's see here. You're, uh, you're, you're on an airplane. And, uh, you are next to uh, a fellow, you know, a fellow passenger. Um, and they ask as you would be, yes, yeah, you would fellow passenger. It's no empty. <laughs> unless, you, you're, unless you're in one of those tiny little airplanes yeah. that have the one seat, no empty seats yeah. next to you, next the the person next to you. And the person asks you, what do you do for a living? In as succinct way as possible, badly explain your job to us. <laughs> badly explained like my job that one, oh that's hard um badly explained my job i uh i i perform stand-up weekly <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> religious i i I, badly, I perform bad religious stand-up on yeah. a weekly basis, <laughs> and one could argue, don't get directly paid for that. That's like it's it's the stand up part is it's like that's for that's for free. That's a free that's a freebie, right? Depending, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Norm. If you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? Oh man, um, See, one would have to feel like they were actually uh, an expert in something to desire to teach one thing. Um, <laughs> okay, so make up something that, that uh, you would teach. <laughs> okay, make up something I would teach. Honestly, I would love to teach uh, history. Okay. Um, I love the idea of history. I'm not a history buff, but every time I hear or learn of history, I love it. So like high school history would be like, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Okay. Joel, your last question. My last question. Thank you so much. Norm, please tell us about your most embarrassing youth group experience. Oh. Like when I was in youth group or when, when I was whenever in youth group? you in you, you either either one. Either one. I I'm just looking for deep embarrassment. Either way. Deep embarrassment. Oh my gosh. Um I Okay, so this wasn't terribly embarrassing, but it could have gotten me into a lot of trouble. Oh, even um, better. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, back in the old cell phone days, when you used to do like the T9 texting. I don't oh, know yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I uh, texted all of our students and parents that were all going on a retreat. And um, it should have been an email. It was like one of those really big block texts on T9. It, was, it took so long to write. <laughs> and uh, as I was um, after I, I, I sent the message, a parent responded back with just simply bring what question mark exclamation, you know, and I went back and reread my text and it was, I intended to say uh, to bring your bed and shower linens and the T9 somehow changed it to bring your beer and shower linens. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, 
what kind of so, camp are they going to? Yeah. <laughs> clearly, so, yeah, clearly a glad. reformed, clearly a reformed church. Uh, <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly. I'm so glad that none of my students took me up on that. Uh, <laughs> that I know of anyway. <laughs> I would, I would feel embarrassed about that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's reasonably. Yeah, yeah, it's a little embarrassing. Yeah, it's a, it was a little embarrassing. That's yeah. super funny. Hey, uh, Norm, congratulations. You have you successfully you've passed. successfully passed the dudes and dads pop quiz. Well done. Well done. Thank you. If we had an award, we'd give it to you, but we don't. Uh, this is a low budget operation. So. Oh, oh, there it is. Okay. That's, that is reward enough. Wow. Right, that the is. claps from all of our studio audience. The claps. That's, uh, I think those are, that's our new AI uh, function. <laughs> the claps. Right there. Cutting edge, cutting edge. Oh, gosh. Norm. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging out yeah. with us. Thanks for, for sharing. Um, just at a personal level, Norm, I, I'm just so grateful for the ministry that you're doing. I'm grateful for the investment that you've made, not only in, uh, in my life, uh, but in the lives of other people. Uh, you're, you're, even though you and I are a distance away and we don't see each other nearly as much as I would like to, I'm just super grateful for you. So I just want to let you know and say that in front of the bajillion people that are listening right now. <laughs> 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 and and make sure we say also, Tara, thanks for giving Norm yeah. some time. That's nice. Let us hang out. Yes. Yeah, it's always good. Appreciate it. Well, hey, everybody, uh, as always, you can head over to dudesanddadspodcast.com for all the show notes. We're going to make Norm embarrassingly easy to find yes. uh, over there with the uh, social medias and all of that. So, hey, feel free to check it out and any of our other episodes. And if you have feedback, you can uh, email feedback at dudes and dads podcast or 574-213-8702 is our voicemail number. The voice we mail, love hearing you guys. We do. So. So leave us a leave us an audio message. Guys, uh, it's been another great time uh, spending this little segment of your day with you, with us. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we wish you all the best. And until next time, we wish you grace and peace.